The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about a hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. But if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you can see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you missed that and you want to catch it, you can do so. Uh, up until 3 o'clock Eastern, at which time he'll be live in that area. The right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got there. Look for the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner and click on that, and you can join us in the chat. Uh, a lot of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys. Uh, good morning to you. And uh, while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the name of the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. So if you look for it on Rumble, put it in the search engine as one word, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And then also, before it's news.com, top of the page over there. And you know what? One of the interesting things that I've had uh, since we, since our family opened up the uh, allusamaproducts.com is I get to interact with people who have listened to the show. So that's been kind of cool. I mean, more than a chat. I get to hear a voice. We've had some conversations with some people, so that's been a really good thing. And, uh, of course, we're helping people with some healthy beef and uh, products that are all American-made, and a lot of them are non-toxic. So that's been a great thing to just be able to talk with people. So I appreciate that opportunity uh, to do that with you guys. Um, And a lot of them come from Before It's News, Interestingly enough, they tell me we listen on before it's news, so that's that's been great. Right up under uh, where we're streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you can sign up for our email newsletter, and uh, that goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. All the articles we have for the day, including the morning show archive. So if you're interested in that, be sure to uh, sign up for it. Look, we're we're highly censored, so if you sign up and you don't get something, or you were getting it and you don't get it, first check your spam folder. Because they do censor us that way, and um, and then just let us know if if you don't uh, if you don't get it, there's a contact us button top of the page, 
sonsoflibertymedia.com right there and uh, click on that and you can send a message and let us know that you're not getting your email and we'll look into it for you. Okay. All right. One more thing too. I had opened this up while we were doing that. I keep forgetting this. Um, and for whatever reason, Squarespace has a tough time sometimes loading. I don't know why that is. Uh, Bradley's Soldier of the Cross t-shirt is available as well as the book. The shirt is 20 bucks. It'll be about $5 more. Whoops. We're on the wrong page. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going too fast this morning. Um, Soldier of the Cross t-shirt, 20 bucks. It's in our store, thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com, or you can get to it off the front page, the menu at the top of the page on sonsoflibertymedia.com. It's 20 bucks. If you're a little larger, double X or triple X, um, it's $5 more for the shirt. So understand that, but that's there. And then we also, if you scroll down just a little bit in the store, you'll find the Soldier of the Cross book. That's 10 bucks. I'm looking forward to reading mine this weekend, hopefully. And, um, 10 bucks, you can get the package there for 30. And so be sure to do that. Be sure to check it out. And the, the artwork on it is really, really good. Um, I, that, that Eric Colliner, he is very, very talented. He really is. He's done a lot of, uh, artwork for the Sons of Liberty and appreciate, uh, the work that he does there. All right, real quickly, I just want to hit a couple of things. Next week, uh, you saw where I had the wrong screen up there. Uh, Lynn Taylor and I, we were, we're going to do an update on something. We were trying to do it yesterday, and for whatever reason, our house, this circuit that I'm on, and I got a lot of stuff on it, uh, every time somebody prints something, the printer's coming in, it trips the battery, the battery buzzes, and then it just shut our recording off. We were about 45 minutes in. Just shut it off. I was like, oh, so we're going to have Lynn come on live on Tuesday, Lord willing. She's going to be here for that. Also, later today, uh, Dr. Henry Ely, I'm going to be interviewing him. He was one of the doctors at Healing for the Ages. We're going to try to get Dr. Ed Group on, um, probably bring Dr. Artis back, and also Dr. Jana Smith. Uh, if you have not heard any of these guys, um, it's I got to tell you, it's it, it was educational. And the thing I liked about Dr. Group was he said a doctor really means teacher. So, you know, you the doctors should be teaching their patients, not prescribing them. Okay? And then Dr. Ely, the thing I liked about him was he said, I, I'm not going to use the term patients for my the people who come to me. I'm going to call them students, doctor, student, right? You're going to be teaching them things. They're going to be learning things, and then they're going to be ones who go and share as well. So I think those things, I think you're going to, you're going to enjoy some of the information. Some people are going to be offended by the information. I can already tell you right now. They've been offended by some of the information that, that's already been shared out of that. Uh, but I think there's a lot of stuff that points back to the creator, the creation, how he's made us, how our bodies function, that fearfully and wonderfully made body that he has made us. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And we give him the glory for it because we didn't form ourselves, did we? Nope. He formed us in the womb. He did that. He wrote down all our parts in his book. Yep. That's what he did. That's what he did. So that's coming up, Lord willing. Dr. Ely will be on Monday because we're going to do the interview today. All right. And then, of course, Kate Shimrani will be with us tomorrow. Now, just want to make you aware of a couple of things. Uh, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Uh, I did give a little spiel, if you will. On the beef, okay, 
because this is an important thing. I'm finding out there's a lot of people who are very interested in this because they see what's going on. And I'm sure the market's going to open up for what's already been open. Um, there are some places that my wife shops to get or some organic stuff. Um, we tried a couple of things online, but we normally get things locally here uh, from, you know, farmers and such. So with fruits and vegetables. And of course, we've We've already started to plant our trees. Many of you already have some, and that's great. In fact, I was talking, uh, many of you guys may remember uh, Bob Sisson being on the show. We did chlorine dioxide, and I was talking with him recently. He had been down to uh, Nicaragua, and he said, man, it was great. We were sleeping, and all of a sudden you'd hear, bam, 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 and there are mangoes falling off the trees, hitting the roof. Uh, can you imagine the plentifulness of that? <laughs> You have it making all that racket in the middle of the night. But anyway, this was on the beef. There's a little bit about the company there. Um, there's links that you can go to, and you can even compare the price. I mean, the the price include uh, on on this this company here includes the shipping, and you can see some of the comparisons with like Omaha Steak, Chicago Steak Company, Butcher Box, Kansas City Steak, and then there was this guy by the name of Jason Nelson. At Pre uh, he's the CEO of Prepper All Naturals. He's also taking somewhat of a stand now. His his beef is is obviously it's different. It's made for long term storage. Um, so he, his beef is um, uh, what, what freeze it's shelf stable freeze dried meat. Okay, that's what he provides. So it's it's a it's a different product in a different way um and his is opposed to this bill uh that's been put out that would allow in missouri that would allow mrna to be put into beef and served to the public now i'm i got this um i got this document What was it? Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, Quiet Weapons for Silent Wars. I forget the name of the title. I didn't I didn't bring it up. I had it I just uploaded it yesterday. Yeah, where's the beef, Chase? I get you. <laughs> I need that little old granny. Do any of you guys remember that? When was that out? Like the 70s or something? 80s? Wendy's? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Yeah, I asked that now. Where's the beef, man? You get if you even think about going to one of those places, man, there's next to nothing in it. Uh, but you don't get beef, that's for sure. You're getting something else. Um, so anyway, sorry, didn't mean to get off on that subject there. But that's at sonscelebritymedia.com if you want to check that out. And other real quickly, um, I want to try to hit this real quick. This was from Dave Jose. So a friend, uh, I think his name is Clint, in our Telegram group, which you can find, Sons of Liberty Media, or Sons of Liberty, um, posted these from Dave Jose, our friend Dave Jose. Some people would ask, when are we going to have him back? When I can get it on my mind to do that, because I've got, right now, I've just got a lot going on in my home and life here. So I'm having to squeeze everything in for the show and for the websites and things. But I want to let you know about this. You can find this. This is an action thing, guys. Okay, you guys know that Dave Jose is action-oriented as well. And there, there are four things here in this article. You can go there. It's on the front page of Sons of Liberty Media. If you're going to be there a day later or something, you may have to scroll down quite a bit. The title of it is The People Putting Their Servants on Notice 
against lockdowns, upholding a Republican form of government, the power of the people, and the tyrannical DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles. So if you if you come there and you say, well, what was that thing you did? Just take your take that little green bar if you're watching Rumble, and you can push it back and you can listen to me say it again. And just go over there and look at it. If you can't find it, put that title in this little search box. There's a search box right on the top right. Put it in there. It'll be the first thing that comes up, okay? Be sure to check that out. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it just real quick. The, each of these things are, are, under, are in the article. You can click on the picture. It'll take you to the form, okay? This one is to stop lockdowns, is to put them on notice and instruct them it's their duty to protect the natural rights of free exercise of liberty, movement, worship, and commerce. Okay, so you can click on any of these pictures or you can click on the link. The second one down uh, deals with the issue of the rights of the people to govern themselves under the Republican form of government that we've been guaranteed in the U.S. Constitution. The third one uh, is also dealing with the people's power, okay, and the limits of government. And then the fourth one is dealing with the DMV. So if you want action, this is a pretty simple thing. You put your representatives on notice. I am learning that that is, this whole administrative thing that they've tried to turn on us is really what we ought to be doing to them. We ought to turn it around on them. Put them on notice. And... um, so in the same manner that we've talked about with the Grinnins sending that letter, and by the way, that's up on sonsoflibertymedia.com too. You can just put in Mark Grinnin, and it should come up with the show that we had. And if you scroll down, what you'll see is you'll see that uh, a, a letter template that they're asking that you would send on their behalf to the Supreme Court. Um, so be sure and check that out. I just want to throw that out as a reminder as well. All right, real quickly, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a new press release out. This is from our friend Scott Shara. Uh, you remember that Scott, his daughter, uh, was 19 years old. We're coming up on the, uh, what is this, the second anniversary of her death, uh, where she was targeted by a hospital there in Wisconsin, uh, Roman Catholic Hospital, Ascension Hospital, and they're now gearing up for November to have a trial. And Grace apparently was targeted simply because she had Down syndrome. Simply because she had Down syndrome. So they released, they gave a press release a couple of days ago, and I was able to get it up yesterday. Just for those of you who have not seen it, I'm going to see if I can kind of blow this up because it is a, it is a small picture. But this, for you guys who are viewing, this is Grace when they put her in the hospital. This is what she was looking like. And, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a sad thing. It just breaks my heart every time I think about it. Because I got a grace too. And she doesn't have Down syndrome, but I'll tell you what, somebody targets somebody targets my kids. I I admit, I don't know that I'd be as gracious as Scott is. Apart from the Holy Spirit. I, I don't I just I don't know that I'd be as gracious as he is. And he told us the things he dealt with after that too, but it's a tough thing. I want to share with you parts of this uh, this press release, and then I want to go to Scripture 
I think everybody knows it's wrong to murder. Okay? But there's no doubt in my mind this is what was going on. And I think in Scott's mind, he thinks that too. And he's hoping that this civil trial will turn into a criminal trial. And I hope so. You remember last time he was on, he told us about the meeting that was there and Zoom or whatever they used, uh, the virtual meeting that they had for people to listen in on what was going on. And once the judge said, this is going forward, there were nurses who gasped, we're all in jeopardy now. Yeah, you should be. You should be. If you don't know what you're putting in your patients, then that's on you. Your ignorance is not an excuse for what you did. And if you do know, you're doubly liable for it. You've premeditated the murder of your patient or your person who's come at Well, in that case, it would be, uh, patient would be the proper term. Person who's come under misfortune. Why? Because the people who claim to care for them aren't caring for them. They're just following orders like other Nazis. And don't tell me you're not a Nazi if you're just following orders when you know better. Don't tell me that. The name of the um, uh, press release is called Medical Murder Outpaces Heart Disease and Cancer Becoming America's Number One Cause of Death. Now, you already know that pharmaceuticals are a huge part of uh, deaths here in America. In fact, you can go to the FDA website. That's the, this is, the, this is the, such a hypocritical stance that the FDA and the federal government take on, on all this stuff, including with the Grinnins. The FDA, on their own website, will tell you that their, their drugs that they have approved have killed millions of Americans. They tell you on their website it's done it. And again, I think this is the silver lining in the convids era. That people, some people, many of you, if you weren't already awake to it, you have, be, have awakened some to it. I'm going to lay hands on you guys. You've awakened to what's going on in that system. You've awakened to it. And you said, look, I don't really want anything to do with that system if I can help it. If I'm in a car wreck and I need something, fine. If I got a heart attack, fine. I'll maybe submit myself to that. But otherwise, looking after your health, treating yourself when you get sick, when you need to detoxify, whatever the case may be, you've learned from that. Praise God for that. And that's why I want to bring some of these doctors on who actually are away from that. They're not, they've already had successful practices. They have money. The money is not the issue. They really care about people and they want them to be healthy. And they want them to learn how to care for themselves. And frankly, this guy wants you to learn how to do that too if you don't know how to do it. And I want to learn all those things. So uh, that's why I bring them on. Okay, so here is part of the press release, okay? New research from patients' rights advocates and legal trailblazer Scott Shara spotlights data-driving hasten deaths. People are just too expensive. By studying the convergence of medical killing across multiple areas, excuse me, multiple areas, including hospitals, elderly care facilities, and the jab agenda and more, I've noticed a clear pattern. That's what Scott says. According to the press release, corporate corporate Hospital chains run like hedge funds, 
Continuous propaganda aimed at patients and their families incentivized health protocols with kill rates as high as 90%. You hear that? Incentivized. What did we hear there during the convicts? We heard they were giving them tens of thousands of dollars for different things which they introduce. You bring a person in, they got COVID, you get a certain amount. You put them in a bed, they get a certain amount. You put them on a ventilator, they get a certain amount. You give them remdesivir, they get a certain amount. I guess if they die, you get a certain amount too. I don't know. They're incentivizing not only making people sick, but to kill them. It's crazy. It's like something out of the twilight zone, but that's what's going on. The results, a mysterious and ongoing rise in all-cause mortality, especially among those who received more than one mRNA shot for COVID-19 and suspiciously spiking profits for big pharma and big healthcare. New research from patients' rights advocate Scott Shara, father of high-profile hospital murder victim. Now, this is put out by this. They're saying this. This is put out by his legal team. I think it's clear what they did to this young lady. Grace Shara, the plaintiff of the Landmark civil lawsuit Shara versus Ascension Health et al., the first case of its kind to receive a jury trial date, strongly suggests that cancer and heart disease have been knocked from their spots atop the list of America's leading killers. The usurping cause of death? Medical murder. Which is to say... Not medical malpractice. And Scott and I talked about this the last time. The distinction between... it's This isn't an accident. This isn't like somebody forgot something or they accidentally, you know, did something wrong for which they, they still are accountable, but it's not with any kind of malice uh, in, or, or premeditated intention. This is, this is that. This is premeditated. The orders are clearly seen by doctors and nurses alike. And nobody cared. Nobody cared to administer death to this young lady. Oh, but they're trembling in their boots now. Oh, we're going to be held accountable for it? Yes, you are. And you were warned. You were warned. My goodness. I mean, if you get a guy, listen, if you get a guy to work on your car and you say, hey, I got a problem with the axle here or whatever, and the guy goes under there and works it, and he intentionally goes and takes a plasma cutter and cuts your axle in half. Leaves just a little bit of metal holding on it so you can make it out of the driveway. And then as you're going down the road, that thing breaks. You swerve into another car and you kill them or you're killed. I'd say that's premeditated, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. But if he just missed something and that same kind of thing happened, that wouldn't be premeditated. Whole different scenario. This stuff is premeditated. Listen to how they go on. Not medical malpractice, which is defined as, quote, professional negligence by a healthcare provider that leads to substandard treatment resulting in injury to a patient. Contrastingly, medical murder describes a degree of negligence and recklessness. I don't even know that it's negligence or recklessness. This is purposeful. Murder is purposeful. It is not just negligent. It's purposeful which can only be identified as intentional, even if it is caused by the use of unscientific standards of care. Shar is a leading national expert on topic of medical murder and corrupt corporate hospital conglomerates. 
His wrongful death suit alleges that Appleton's Ascension St. Elizabeth Hospital bears responsibility for the death of his daughter, Grace Sharp. It's a shame they're using Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. It's a shame they're using that name. 19-year-old with Down syndrome who was killed on October 13, 2021. By the way, just to let you know, uh, next month, I'm going to be covering the LifeWave conference down in Orlando. Uh, these are the patches that, that stimulate stem cells and all kinds of other things. They have a number of other patches. I'm going to be covering that. And on that Friday, which is the 13th, this will be the second anniversary, uh, we're going to place the interview that I'm planning on doing with Scott uh, just a few days before. So be looking for that. Lord willing, we're going to have that up, and uh, hopefully we can get that out a little more as well. But Here's that you can read the full um, press release here at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Here's what they also said in this press release. But in his quest for truth and accountability, Scott, or excuse me, Shara, has turned tragedy into must read, must watch research that reveals the hospital murder's agenda in all of its alarming detail. Product of thousands of hours of fact finding. Animated by unparalleled access to primary sources from the medical murders themselves, Shara's new research series dissects a a growing phenomenon of medical deaths driven by dangerous protocols and harmful pharmaceuticals. The research shows Americans have been programmed to trust the science and the white coat leading to their premature deaths. Here's what Scott had to say. By studying the convergence of medical killing across multiple areas, including hospitals, elderly care facilities, the jab agenda, and more, I've noticed a clear pattern. The medical establishment, backed by coercive government policy and financed and supported by big business, is undertaking a soft genocide. Yep, that's exactly what they're doing. And listen, this isn't just with convid shots. Okay? Grace didn't get a convid shot. She got an elixir of poisons that they put in that they called medicines that killed her. Isn't this exactly what we, we've heard on Saturday that's going on in the UK as well? Yep, where they're getting paid big bucks to knock off 2,100 people a month with their poisons, with their sorceries. That's what they've gotten. He says they look at what they're doing as hastening death. But that's just another way of saying murder. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Key targets include the elderly and the disabled. I'm sharing my research widely and speaking out in the media multiple times a week because all Americans must protect themselves against this evil and deadly agenda. Again, you can find uh, information on the site there, ouramazinggrace.net and also graceshara.com. That's spelled S-C-H. A-R-A, and uh, you can you can do those kinds of things. Um, let me give this one last thing, and then what I want to do is I want to go over to Scripture, because, I, again, people can justify all kinds of things if that's what they want to do, but let's go to Scripture, and let's see what Scripture says is murder. See, because it's not changing back and forth as to what murder is. It's pretty clear. And I want us to see that, because... As fallen men, here's what we want to do. We want to find a way to justify the things that we do. We, that's just that's that's in our nature. That's part of our sinful nature. So, 
here's some key facts and findings that Scott found out. All deaths are rising at an annual average of 8%, resulting in an ongoing increase of 228,000 annual deaths, putting medical malpractice at a yearly death toll approaching heart disease. In the five years following the passage of the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, hospice deaths have more have more risen to more than 50%, more than doubling from a prior rate of 21.6%. Over 50% of the annual federal budget is related to, to the individuals using Medicare, Medicaid, and, and all of that, all of this federal funding of health care, just like education, is unconstitutional. Go read Article 1. Do you see, do you see where the, we gave the federal government any charge over our health? Any no, we didn't do that. Oh, Tim, it's, it's, the, it's the welfare clause. Well, pay attention, guys. The welfare clause is the general statement followed by what it means, the expansion of that. Kind of like when God gives the Ten Commandments and you read Leviticus, you read other parts of the Pentateuch, what you're going to find is those are expansions or expounding of what the Ten Commandments mean. Okay? So the general welfare clause is like that. It's like the Ten Commandments, if you will. It's the, it's the central thing. It's the main thing. And then the rest of what you read in Article 1, the powers we give to Congress, is an expounding of what that general welfare is. And we never mention education. We never mention um, health or health care. Never. That means they don't have they don't have authority to write any legislation on it, and if they don't have right, a right to uh, authority to write legislation on it, they don't have authority to fund it. But they've been doing it for years, even long before Obamacare. They were doing it with Medicare and Medicaid, and I know some of you guys out there call yourselves conservatives, Christian constitutionalists, and you're using that stuff. What would I do without that? Well, maybe it would, it would force people to actually have to care for one another. See, when this is the thing we were talking about yesterday. When the church leaves off its duty, it's not just going to go in a vacuum. The beast system is ready to pick it up. And they're, they are cruel. Their mercies are cruel, the Bible says. You, you, do, do you get it now? Everybody get it? When the church fails to love the way the, God, the Bible says to love, and they say, oh, the government will take care of that. You're getting Social Security. That's okay. You're getting Medicare. That's okay. You're getting Medicaid. That's okay. Thank God it kept me from having to love my neighbor. That's exactly what's going on. Like it or not, that's what's going on. And he talks about these bureaucracy, and ominously, the financial projections in this report indicate a need for substantial changes to address Medicare's financial challenges. All-cause mortality is up 24% in the, quote-unquote, vaccinated, even as more vaccines, quote-unquote, are being purchased and delivered with American tax dollars. There's a deliberate and systematic targeting of the elderly and disabled in this medical murder agenda amounting to an open campaign of genocide. So, with that said, 
I'm going to go over because to a to the Westminster Larger Catechism. Now, if the word catechism freaks you out, let me just take you over and just show you. I, I've done this before. This is the Greek word katecheo. You can see this. This is from Dr. Uh, William Mounts. He is a Greek scholar. And uh, he also teaches Greek. If you're interested in doing this or having this for your kids or stuff, he's got a, um, I think it's Greek in 30 minutes a day. We did that with some of our kids. Uh, it's a good little workbook, and um, it's great for teaching them to read a Greek New Testament or a Septuagint, the, the Greek version of the Old Testament. I mean, you can see katecheo, and it just simply means to instruct, to be instructed or informed. That, that's what it means. It's all throughout the New Testament. You can see, Paul uses it, Luke uses it, so it's not anything to be scared of. So I want people to understand exactly what's going on there, okay? But this is the larger catechism of the Westminster, and again, this is hundreds of years old here. And there are many catechisms that are like that. It, it's All it's doing is seeking to expound on what the scriptures say about particular subjects, Okay. So there are three questions that come with the Sixth Commandment. How many know what the Sixth Commandment is? Most people don't, if you ask them. Ask them, ask, in fact, ask them to cite the Ten Commandments as they are in the Scriptures, not as everybody's whittled them down. Ask them to cite that. See if they even know it. Probably don't. Even though they're supposed to have the, law, the, the commands of God in their heart. <laughs> Ugh, it's crazy. So let's look at these. Which is the Sixth Commandment? And I'm going to read to you, because this version online uh, doesn't have some of the, the Scripture texts that, that go along with that. I'm going to read some to you out of the larger catechism, the, the printed version that I've got here. Which is the Sixth Commandment? The Sixth Commandment is, Thou shalt not kill. Now, the term that's used there is a term for murder. Why? Because some people say, well, if it says you shouldn't kill, then we should get rid of the death penalty. Well, the death penalty is not murder. And that's what's really being communicated here. And we're going to see some of that in what's required and what's forbidden from the Sixth Commandment. So, what are we told to do? Are we told to kill our neighbor? That's not what we're told to do. Romans 13.10, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Notice the contrast. Love worketh. There is a work involved. Not for salvation. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about those who have been redeemed. We're to love. We're to work love towards our neighbor. And it's the fulfilling of the law. Isn't that what Jesus said? Yes, it is. When they came and they asked him the two greatest command, or the greatest commandment, he said, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength." And the second is like it: love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two hang all the law and the prophets. If you love your neighbor, you love God. You fulfill the law in that. Okay. There are all kinds of positive aspects to this. We see examples even in the Old Testament dealing with the issue of murder. One of the prominent ones that we see is David himself. David didn't go out and actually kill Uriah, but he set the stage for it. It was premeditated. He set the stage so that Uriah would be at the front of the battle and that he would die to cover up David's sin. 
And if you recall, David, David had the heart. I mean, the Bible is pretty clear. He's a man after God's own heart, even though he sinned here. When he was finally confronted with it, you remember Nathan told him a story about a guy who stole a lamb that wasn't his. When he had all kinds of sheep. And David got up knowing the law. He said, that man should die. Now, if you stole in the Old Testament, what really should happen? You're supposed to restore that plus one, or in some cases, a couple, depending on the judgment. You're to restore them. David jumps up and says, you know, self-righteously, that guy should die. What? When Nathan said, you're the man, David got it. Oh, oh, this isn't about sheep, is it? This is about my sin that I thought I had hidden. And when I hit it, my bones waxed. I was sick. He's talking about me. Yep, I'm the man. And he cried out for mercy. And God did have mercy on him. But there was consequences. He was going to lose the child. that I'm losing the name here. (laughs) Gosh. Oh, you ever had those times where the name just flies right out of your mind? The lady he had committed adultery with, Uriah's wife, starts with a B. For whatever reason, I'm having a blank moment. The child was going to die. And he was told that what was going to happen was the sword would not depart from his house. You remember his son raped his daughter, and then his other son went and killed him, killed the other son because of what he did to her? Now, there were consequences to it. But he he re, he recognized that he had sinned against God, that he violated his law, that he had committed murder. Bathsheba, thank you very much, Carol. <laughs> I, I knew it was something with a B, and his, my brain just cut off. This is things that I should know, and for whatever reason, my brain just cut off, and I couldn't pull the word. So thank you for that. All right, so with this, I could go down, literally, I, I can go down... A number of verses of how we are to behave with one another all throughout the Scripture, Old and New Testament, with love and not with murder or anger in our hearts toward our fellow man without any cause. Okay? Yes, it was a Biden moment. Thank you, Stuffy. <laughs> I did have that. That's true. They tell me that I'm a senior. Well, I, some people say I'm a senior or whatever, which feels a little weird. And I know the, the white beard and all... But see, look, the rest of my hair isn't that color. So I don't know what the deal is with just right here where, where this part is. All my other hair is not like that. Anyway, uh, they tell me that I'm that, but I guess I'm supposed to be that in another few months uh, at 55. I guess that's what I'm supposed to be. I still feel young, but my body tells me if I try to go through things that I did when I was young, hey, you're not that young anymore. So anyway, there are lots of things here about how we're to conduct ourselves, do certain things. Uh, with regard to this command all throughout the Scripture, okay? But then the Catechism goes and it does this. It explains what's required in that. Now, if I ask the average Christian what's required in the commandment, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not kill. What's, what's required in that? Most people would say, well, it just it means you're not supposed to kill anybody. Okay. That's what the second part of this is, the, 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 the question here. Notice what 
Notice what's written here. This is, again, an expounding of what the Scriptures teach on the subject. The duties required in the Sixth Commandment are all careful studies, unlawful endeavors to preserve the life of ourselves. This is where self-defense comes in, by the way. The life of ourselves and others by resisting all thoughts and purposes, subduing all passions and avoiding all occasions, temptations, and practices which tend to the unjust taking away the life of any. Notice it says the unjust taking away. This is why the death penalty can be uh, applied because it is bringing forth justice, not injustice. And I realize some people have been put to death in unjust manners. I'm not denying that. But the point is, is where this is directed. Okay. By just defense thereof against violence, patient bearing of the hand of God, quietness of mind, cheerfulness of spirit. Boy, if you don't see this in Scott Shara, I don't know. I don't know how to help you see it. Um, cheerfulness of mind, a sober use of meat, drink, physic, sleep, labor, and recreations. So he's talking about how you treat your body. By charitable thoughts, loves, love, compassion, meekness, gentleness, kindness, peaceable, mild and courteous speeches and behavior. Boy, if social media hasn't turned that on its head, I don't, I don't know what it has. Like I said, people will say things to people on social media. They would never say to them with their mouth to their face or anything. It also goes on and it says, um, forbearance, readiness to be reconciled, patient bearing and forgiving of injuries and requiting good for evil, comforting and succoring the distressed and protecting and defending the innocent. Now, how many of you knew that's part of your duty, the positive duty you have from the command, you shall not murder? Some of you may have known that, some of you may not. So, that's your duty to do. That's your duty to do. Let me give you a couple of scriptures from where they pull their answer here in the larger catechism. And I got over here on the, uh, on the wrong page. But, somewhere I lost my, I lost my page. I don't know what happened here. Anyway, some of the things that are, are given there, of course, we're told when we have the Spirit of God, we bear fruits of the Spirit of God, right? And some of this is listed here. We're to have meekness, gentleness, love, kindness, patience. We're to have our minds renewed. We had that, we, we spoke about that the other day in Romans chapter 12. The renewing of our minds. We're to be those who don't owe anybody anything except to love them. Not to take their lives. That's not what we're to be about. And yet, there is the understanding of what Scripture puts forth to us that we're to preserve our life, we're to preserve others. This was where Jesus got in trouble uh, when he did the healing on the Sabbath deal. And there's only one healer, by the way. And this is where I warn some people who are chastising me about certain things about an interview we had the other week, and I say, is there more than one healer? 
Or is there only one healer? And that's God. And we need to be careful of that because the Pharisees came after Jesus because he healed a man on the Sabbath. Remember that? And then they came after him because he cast out demons. And they said, oh, he cast out demons by the power of Beelzebub. And you remember what Jesus said to him? And this is what I, I've told several people. I said, you better be careful. Because Jesus said, that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit when you say something like that. When you attribute the work of the Spirit of God, which would be healing, to the devil. He says, that's blasphemy. That's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And that's not going to be forgiven in that age or the age to come. That's what he said. I didn't say it. That's what he said. And so we need to be careful about what we shoot out of our mouths with knee-jerk reactions. But these are what the guy said. This is the duty that's required in the Sixth Commandment. Now, let's look at what's forbidden in it. And I think everybody gets this one. This one's a pretty simple one. Again, this would be question 136 from the larger catechism of the Westminster Confession. Or the Westminster Catechism, excuse me. The sins forbidden in the Sixth Commandment are all taking away the life of ourselves. So you, you people who say, well, it's my life and I can take it away if I want to. No, you can't. I mean, you can, but you're committing a sin in doing it. You're violating the law. Taking away the life of ourselves or of others, except in the case of public justice, lawful war, or necessary defense. Okay. The neglecting or withdrawing the lawful and necessary means of preservation of life. Sinful anger, hatred, envy, desire of revenge, all excessive passions, distracting cares, immoderate use of meat, drink, labor, and recreations. Again, now it goes back to the things that what we're doing to our bodies. Provoking words, oppression, quarreling, striking, wounding, and whatsoever else tends to the destruction of the life of any. Now the question is, how did Jesus behave with that? Well, the Bible says he went, he went about uh, all Israel, healing those of all their diseases and releasing from those who had been oppressed of the devil. That's what it says he did. Did he go out there and did he, did he take the life of anybody? Did he have some kind of wicked, murderous thoughts in his heart? Nope. Did he envy, which is covetousness that leads to those kinds of things? Nope, didn't do that either. He set the example for us. Now, he did it first and foremost to live a perfect life unlike the first Adam who fell and drew us into sin. He lived a perfect life on our behalf. And then he offered that life willingly. Remember, he said, no man takes... Yeah, I know the Romans and the Jews were involved in, in putting him to death. I get it. But he said, no man takes my life. I'm laying it down. That's why he didn't say anything. The only thing he said was when he was charged by the high priest, tell us, are you the son of God? And he said, it's as you say. And you're going to see me coming in the clouds with power and great glory. 
You're going to see it. Jesus set the example there. He is the Word made flesh. And John says that if we're His, we seek to walk in His footsteps, don't we? We seek to walk as Jesus walked. That's what we seek to do if we're really His. Numbers 35, verses 31 and 33. Moreover, ye shall take no satisfaction for the life of a murderer, which is guilty of death, but he shall be surely put to death. So ye shall not pollute the land wherein ye are, for blood defileth the land, and the land cannot be cleansed of the blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. If you remember, God gave this, this same thing to deal with before even the Old Covenant was given back in Genesis chapter 9. Remember after the flood, he sets forth the rainbow, he gives an, a covenant with Noah, and what does he say? Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. That's the instrument of justice. But people aren't just to go around killing people. And Jesus was clear, it starts right in the heart. So if, you've, if, you, if you have that anger without a cause, we're not talking about a righteous anger. God has righteous anger. We read that all throughout Scripture. He has a righteous anger and doesn't sin. The Bible tells us to be angry and not sin. Sometimes that's real hard for us not to do. But you see, there's a positive and a negative side to this. And I bring that to bear because of what we saw here in this press release from Scott Shara and his legal team. Let me read just the end of the press release here because he draws a conclusion here. When he lists all these things that he was showing here, facts that are in evidence, how could this be possible, he asked. Shara's research shows three primary public motivations driving medical murder. Watch this. They all have something in common here. It's incentivized. It's profitable. And it's now becoming a mainstream policy position of high-level government and corporate figures in America because of the skyrocketing costs of Medicare, Medicaid. But the hidden motivation is much darker. But here's what I want to point out with that. What does the Bible say? The love of money is the root of all evil. Right there it is. Right there it is. We've talked about the lawless money this country has and has had for some time that funds everything else that's lawless, including unconstitutional wars, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. Don't th Just because you're paying into it, don't think that that money doesn't stay there. It funds all these unconstitutional agencies, organizations, and the like. The lawless money does. And it's funding murder here in the United States. The love of money is the root of all evil. He goes on and he says, The hidden motivation is much darker. As growing numbers of Americans die at the hands of corporate health care chains, the FDAs, and this, this, uh, this, these people need to be brought to justice too, and their 
temple torn down. The FDA. They're a criminal enterprise attacking the people. That's what they're doing. The FDA's emergency use authorizations for ventilators, 90% kill rate, and remdesivir, a 75% kill rate, remain in use today. Yeah, nobody's stepping in to stop it. Nobody stepped in to stop it before. Trillions of dollars and one historic unprecedented propaganda campaign. Later, the net health outcome of the warp speed efforts. Now, who did that? Is that Joe Biden? Uh, or was that Donald Trump? That was Donald Trump. Yep. The outcome of the warp speed efforts of the American medical system has been a spike of mortality. As Shar and Ascension Health advances to its trial date on November the 4th, 2024, Shar's research and analysis on the means, motive, and opportunity of this standards of care based crime is proving increasingly essential and saving thousands of lives. Amen. That's exactly right. God is using Scott to do that. And we praise God for that. He took him out of his ignorance and out of his fear, which he confessed himself, and he gave him true repentance, real repentance. And Scott is now educating people as a result of it. See, that, that's what it looks like to have real repentance. Not just the changing of the mind, but the changing of the mind goes to actions. It goes to deeds. A lot of people like the book of Revelation. Go look at what the saints are clothed in. They're clothed in their righteousness too. The deeds that they do as a result of the work of the Spirit of God in them. Ultimately, they're clothed in the righteousness of Christ, not denying that. But the scriptures are pretty clear. Their deeds are there too. Why? Because it is God who works in us both to will and to do His good pleasure. That's what Paul wrote in the book of Philippians. Keep that in mind. Any good that comes out of you comes out of you because of Christ, if you're a believer. Any good that comes out of you comes because of Christ. It doesn't come because you're a good person, because you're not. Neither am I. But it comes because of the one who is good, and that's God. I hope this will be beneficial to people. I hope people will share it too, especially with your friends who are getting sick, uh, cl- claiming the convids, or whatever the case may be. I hope it would be something that would open their eyes, that they would be wise and say, wait a minute, I can take care of this stuff myself. I can trust in the Lord. He's given me the means to do so, to care for myself, and not go, as Kate says, to the hospitals. And I'm hoping for justice in the midst of this. I don't know about you. I'm hoping for justice in the midst of this, and I hope it's a domino effect to start bringing other hospitals, doctors and nurses, pharmacies, whatever, to justice in this matter of genocide. Bradley, be with you at 3, and we'll talk to you in the morning with Kate Shimrani, 8 a.m. See you then.